Would you turn with me to 2 Corinthians 4 and Hebrews chapter 10 tonight? Do you want to talk about some faith? Some more? How many tired of hearing about faith already? No hands. Good. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 4 and then Hebrews 10. We've been speaking on the subject of faith, talking about the spirit of faith, how vital it is, how important. And let's read our text and continue on. Let's pray before we go further. How many believe the Lord could say something good to you tonight? Amen. Amen. You know, if you expect to come and be bored, then you may get what you expect. If you expect to come and get something good from God, you'll get what you expect. So let's release our faith. Utterance is not just affected, not just based on the preacher, but it's affected by the hearer. Father, we thank you so much for being in our midst. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. You've sent him to be our guide and indwell us and help us. And we say, Lord, this is your place. We are your people. We submit ourselves to you and all our eyes are on you. We're not looking at each other. We're looking at you. Give us all ears to hear, eyes that see, a heart open and receptive. Let there come divine grace deposits and truth impartations, life and truth that sets free. Give us answers to questions and solutions to problems and direction for life and what to do right now. We ask you for it. We believe we receive. We thank you and we say by your grace we'll not be hearers only, but we'll be doers In Jesus' name, amen. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. That means so be it. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4, are you there? In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13, he said, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken, We also believe and therefore speak. Everybody said out loud, we have the same spirit of faith. He's talking about the same spirit of faith that Moses had when he stretched out the rod over the Red Sea. Same spirit of faith that David had when he ran out and met Goliath. Same spirit of faith Elijah had when he called fire down. Same spirit of faith that uh, the disciples operated in in the book of Acts. That saw healing miracles and deliverance miracles. Same spirit of faith that Jesus himself operated in. There's not four or five Holy Ghost. The same spirit of faith lives in you. Lives in me. We ought to be overcomers. We ought to be victorious. We ought to be receiving all we need from God. We ought to be doing all that we're ordained and destined to do down here. So go with me on over to Hebrews 10 and let's talk about this wonderful, wonderful spirit of faith so that we let the spirit of faith increase in us, let faith grow in us, learn how to use faith, learn how to release faith, feed our faith. We're not called faith, life church for nothing. We're a faith bunch. We make no apologies for it. 
Amen. Amen. If you're not a faith person, you're just not with it. I'm sorry, but (laughs) Christianity is called the faith. Right? How do you get born again? By grace through faith. It's impossible to please God except by faith. And what is the victory that overcomes the whole world? Even our faith. I mean, the list goes on. The just live by faith. The just walk by faith. Everything you need, you receive by faith. Everything you need to overcome, you do it by faith. So no, it's, it's not an overemphasis on faith. Faith is not a movement. Never was, never will be. Faith is not a fad. It's not an emphasis. Faith is the way God has ordained for you and I to live. Amen? How many faith people do I have out here? Huh? You want to live by faith? Walk by faith? You think it's an insult? Somebody calls you one of them faith people. Ah, fair those faith people. Say thank you. Faith people. That is us. Amen. What do you mean? They just got through saying one of those people that please God. One of those people that overcome the world. One of those people that receive from God. Yeah. In Hebrews the 10th chapter, verse 35, Hebrews 10, 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. That's the companion force of faith. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. We are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're in faith about it, then it hasn't happened yet, and you can't see or feel it yet. You understand that? Some people say, well, when I see it, I'll believe it. Too late to believe it then. If you see it, you can't be in faith about it. If it's happened, you can't believe it. No, you're experiencing it. You see it, you feel it, you know it. Faith happens before it's happened in this realm. Faith happens before you feel it and see it. You can't be in faith about your healing if you look and feel healed. Do you understand that? I said you can't be in faith about your healing. I'm believing that I'm healed when you look and feel healed. No, you believe that you're healed before you feel it. Before you see it. You said, no, I call my body healed. I believe I'm healed. I said, well, how do you feel? I didn't say how I felt. (laughs) How was the report? I didn't say how the report was. I believe I'm healed. Well, you don't look healed. I didn't say I looked healed. (laughs) What does the report say? I didn't say what the report said. I said, I believe I'm healed. Well, you don't look healed to me. All the more reason to believe. I'm healed. Do you see, you see how confused people are about this? Because they, well, how can you say you believe you're healed? You don't look healed. Exactly. That's why I'm believing I'm healed. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, or another word would be expected. 
That means it hasn't happened yet. And it is the evidence of things what? Not seen. Not seen. You're in faith that you're saved. Right? You hadn't seen the Lamb's book of life. Huh? You ain't seen your mansion in heaven. The vast majority of us have no evidence at all that heaven exists other than the word which is the greatest evidence. And so we believe heaven is there. We hadn't seen it. We believe we're saved because of the blood. It's all by faith. We're not there yet. Hadn't seen it yet. But we believe it. Hadn't seen Jesus. But we love him. Amen. Amen. And rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And yet we've never seen him. But he's real. How is he real to us? How many would say Jesus is real to me? Would you? Is he? You're not just saying that Jesus is real to me. How is he real to you? By your faith. Hmm? And here's the thing. The more you believe in him, the more real he becomes to you. And that's why it's confusing for doubters and skeptics. They go, well, he's not real to me. Exactly. (laughs) You don't believe in him. Right? For just a few verses down, it says, for he that comes to God must, not optional, must what? Believe. You've got to believe that he is, that he exists, that he's real, that he is God. And you also got to believe he's a rewarder, a blesser. Amen. A healer, a prosperer, a protector, a promoter. You got to believe he rewards those that diligently seek him. You got to believe when I reach up, he reaches down. When I ask, he responds. When I pray, he listens. You got to believe that when you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. If you don't believe that, he's not going to be real to you. That's why you got all these people on the planet and some people, they, you know, God is not real to them at all. And other people, God's more real to them than human persons are. It's the difference is faith. God could, how many know the Lord could manifest himself in the earth tonight in such a way that in a split second, nobody on the planet would have a doubt that he is and that he's real and that he's God. He could manifest his power in such a way that in a split second, every soul on this planet would have their nose on the ground going, the Lord, he is God. Amen. He could do it. Why doesn't he? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He's planted seed in the earth. And harvest is coming right now. He doesn't want people that come to him because they just fear him. Or because they have no choice. He wants people who choose to believe in him. Of their own free will. Choose to obey him. Choose to love him. Not because they have to. Because they want to. We're his. Nobody made us receive him. Nobody made us come here tonight. Nobody makes us pray. How many believe in the Lord that he is real. And that he is good. And he's real to you. How many understand? The more you believe in him, the stronger your faith in him 
grows, the more real he becomes to you. Would you like him to be more real to you? Well, then you're not just waiting on him now. It has to do with our faith in him. The more we believe in him, the more he manifests himself to us. Keep reading. We see the elders obtained a good report by faith. Verse 3, the worlds were framed by the word of God, by faith. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated. He walked with God. He pleased God. Verse 7, by faith Noah prepared. Faith gets ready. Anybody been getting ready? Uh, That's pretty weak. (laughs) Anybody believing for anything in your life? Are you getting ready for it then? So you got got to get ready for it. Make preparation. And uh, by faith, verse 8, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing where he was going, where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We said, first of all, talking about Abraham, faith obeys. Several phrases in the New Testament talk about the obedience of faith. Faith is an obeyer. Doubt is a disobeyer. Doubt is disobedient. Faith obeys. And faith will obey God without understanding. Not knowing why he said that. I mean, he told them, you remember his first miracle? He told them, fill up the water pots with water. Why? They're out of wine, not water. And then he told the man, you know, take some out and take it to the governor of the feast when the man had asked for wine. Why do that? It takes faith to do something when you don't understand what's going on. Just do it. Just obey. You know, the key to miracles in your life is what Jesus' mother told him on that occasion. Whatever he says to you, do it. Yeah, but it takes faith to do that because he'll tell you to do some things and, and the first thing you'll be tempted to say is, why? Why do that? I need tax money. Any time to go fishing. You understand what I'm talking about? There's a famine on. Why do I want to go sit by the creek for? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Some of you looking at me like, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> you have to read your Bible once in a while. You just, elsewise, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Faith obeys. Now, verse 10, notice this. Something else faith does. Faith looks for the fulfillment of God's word. It looks for it. Everybody say, look for it. it. Say it again, look for it. Faith looks for it. I remember when we first came uh, up here, we got to looking for a place, and uh, Phyllis did more looking than I did. She'd look sometimes while I prayed, and then I'd come help looking. Faith looks for it, 
And, and I have found in every area, I don't care if it's a car, if it's a suit, if it's a brand of food, I don't care what it is. We need to learn to be led by the Spirit. And, and in your heart, you'll know there's something out here that'll fit this need. There's something, that, there's something that'll, that'll take care of what we're desiring and needing here. And faith asks for it. And then faith will do what? Look for it. Well, how will you know when you found it? You'll know. You'll know by the witness. And so many times you'll see several things that look pretty good. Well, that, that's pretty close, but it's not quiet. And if it's not quiet, it's not right. Because when, when it's the right thing, you get a witness inside. And it's not almost what you wanted. It's exceeding abundantly above what you asked or thought. Everybody say, look for Faith looks for it. Doubt says, well, what's the use? I don't know of anything out there that take care of this. So I don't know of anything. Do you? No, I don't know of anything. Well, forget it. That's doubt and unbelief. Faith says it's out there. Deep calls unto deep. And I have a a witness in my spirit that God has something for us here. Amen. 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 So now what are we going to do? Look for it. We ask for it. We believe we receive. And then we. Everybody say it again. Look for it. Look for it. And sometimes you may look at several. Or you may look several times. Before you get the witness. When you get the witness. There's a knowing. There's a confidence. There's a surety. You just keep looking until you get that witness. It takes patience. It takes perseverance. And sometimes you don't get it as soon as you'd like to have gotten it. But you just stay after it. God's talking to some folk. Keep looking. Everybody say look. Go to 2 Kings please. I plan to just go right by this. But let's look at it. Look at it. Abraham obeyed. And he went out. Didn't know where he was going. But he was looking. For that place. Wasn't he? First Kings 18. Faith obeys. And faith looks for something. It believes. If the Lord says, you know, go to Branson, to us, then that means we got a place up here for us. Amen. Right? Yep. But now what comes next? We've got to look for it. Right? And keep looking till you find. He that seeks what? Shall find. Well, we believe the Lord had a house for us. We had believed God for decades and uh, finally got a nice house in Tulsa. And uh, I'll just be honest with you, we weren't just, we weren't real thrilled about leaving it. (laughs) I mean, it had taken us decades to sow and believe God and get to that place. and, And we just liked it pretty good. It was a nice place, and we got a super deal on it. And I was shaving one morning, and the Lord, I was thinking about it, and the Lord said to me, he said, do you believe I can do better for you than this? I said, yes, sir, I do. And I quit entertaining any other ideas. So then when we got up here, we, we got to what? Looking. He said there's better up here for us. So we got to looking. I, and Phyllis looked and looked and looked. And looked, but we didn't give up and say, well, 
It ain't here. No, if the Lord says it's there, it's there. Right? If he says he has something for you, then it's there. You just got to keep looking. Everybody say look. Looking. And that's happened thing after thing. I mean, uh, I'm looking at airplanes right now. And some of these things I've been looking at for a while because aviation is, is something. I mean, one thing, a plane that's good in this area is not so good in this area. And one that'll do this, but it'll cost you too much to do it. I mean, there's so many variables, but there's a right one for us in this situation. And we're looking for things concerning the church and some things I wish we'd already had, but uh, you don't just try to fabricate it, and you don't settle for less than God's best for you. Amen. If it doesn't bear witness with your spirit, what do you do? Look. Keep looking. You keep looking griping? No. Oh, man. Where's this thing at? That's not faith. You keep looking because... Glory to God, I'm closer to it now than I've ever been. I know these last 89 I looked at ain't it, so i got to be getting close now. Huh? And I thought that was pretty good, but if that's not it, it's got to be even better than that. That was kind of weak. Let me go over that real slow again. Because there are times when you, you get your eyes on something and the Lord will let you know this is not the one. And when he does, your flesh can want to pout about it. And go, well, I like that. (laughs) That's the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, but you ain't seen much. You hadn't seen half of a half a percent of what's out there in the world. Have you? Sometimes single people have come crying to me. and I think I've dated 95 people and ain't none of them right. What about the other millions and millions that you ain't never met? There ain't nobody out there right for me. If the Lord says there's somebody right for you, there's somebody right for you. Hmm? Got to keep what? Now, if you're married, you're not looking. You've already found. Seek and you shall find. You did and you have. You're not looking. How do we get into all these things? First Kings 18, verse 41. There had been drought. There had been famine. The king and the people were wicked. Judgment had come on the land. But verse 41, First Kings 18, 41, Elijah, the man of God, said to Ahab, Get up, eat and drink. For there's a sound of abundance of rain. I don't think he heard any rain in the natural. Hadn't rained for years. But he heard something in his spirit. I said he heard something in his spirit. Things always happen first in the spirit. Then they happen in the natural. And he said, you better go, you better hurry up and eat. And you better hurry up and get out of here. Because I hear a big rain. Now that would be the kind of thing folk would have laughed at in those days. Everything was bone dry. Not a cloud in the sky. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah went up to the the top of Carmel. 
And he cast himself down on the earth and he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and do what? Look Look toward the sea. And he went up and looked. Went up and did what? Looked and he said, there's nothing out there. And Elijah said, well, I guess I could have missed it. What did the weather channel say? (laughs) Too many times people quit. They just give up so easy. They'll look one time. And if things don't just happen right away, they go, well, I don't, you know, I don't know about that. You just never know. And that's how you just never receive. But what did the man of God tell him? He has heard something in his spirit, hasn't he? He has the witness. He has the revelation that big rain is on the way. You know, big rain is typical of big blessing. Amen. Everybody say big rain. Big rain is on the way. Big blessing is on the way. And when you get to praying, you get to pressing in, you'll sense things inside you. Amen. And you'll just sense. How many understand God, uh, he hadn't done the biggest yet. The best is in front of us. His biggest and greatest things are in front of us. Amen. You get to praying and get to pressing in, you'll touch some of these things with your heart and with your spirit. And you'll you'll begin to think, man, I, I hear big blessing. I, I can sense that by faith. You don't see it with your eyes necessarily, but you think, glory to God. God's got some big stuff for us. He's got some wonderful, wonderful, great, good blessings for us. Well, then when you get that in your spirit, what do you do next? You open your eyes and you look for it. And what if Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was just like last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Mo's ahead of me here. That's good. What did he tell him? What did he tell him? He said, you go again. Well, I didn't see anything. I don't care. Go look. I looked real good. Go look again. So he went out there, looked, came back, not a cloud in the sky. What did the man of God say? Go look again. I just got through looking. Go look again. What will faith do? Faith is looking for it. If God said it's coming, it's got to come. Faith won't let anybody talk you out of it. It won't be moved by what it sees and feels and doesn't feel, doesn't see. It just keeps on expecting, just keeps on looking. Everybody say the chunks are coming. You looking for a chunk? Well, I've been saying the chunks is coming for three months. Whoop-de-doo, that's nothing. That's not three months. It's nothing. You best look again. We're not little wimps that can't stand over a month and a half. How many looking for a chunk? I'm looking for some, some major chunks. Huh? Come on now, I just preached for months for nothing. Now you, you are expecting chunks to come in to pay off your house. Pay off your car. Huh? Get out of debt. Get ahead. 
Maybe you want to sow. Maybe you want to do some things for your kids or your spouse. Or Chunks are coming. Are you looking for them? Looking for them. Every time the phone rings, you think, oh, that could be it. Every time the mailman stops for the door, oh, that could be it. And if you don't see anything for 30 days, you, you shouldn't be any expectation diminished. You should be all the more fired up because now you've got to be closer to it than you were 30 days ago. <laughs> Looking for it. Looking for a miracle. Looking for a blessing. Looking for a promotion. That's why Brother Old Robert said so many years, something good is going to happen to you. Why? He wanted people to get to looking for it. Amen. Come in that big tent and pack that place out. And everybody sitting in there looking for something. Expecting something to happen. That's why God shows up. Hallelujah. Expectation. It's faith. People are looking for something. You know, think about this. Even sometimes people not meaning to. Jesus' enemies would come to his meetings. They didn't like him. They brought their notes to take notes to find fault. To catch him in something that he said. And on more than one occasion, there'd be somebody sick there. And they'd poke each other and go, now you just watch. He'll heal him on the Sabbath day. Just watch it. They expected it. (laughs) And sure enough, I told you so, I told you. If a lot of church folk had that much faith. Pharisee faith. And yet I've also heard people say, well, I didn't really expect anything. I've heard folks say that about their praying. Well, I didn't much expect it to happen. Well, then it shouldn't be any surprise that nothing happened. You expected nothing and you received what you expected. Nothing. But what if you were looking for a great, big, whopping blessing? And you just jumped out of bed in the morning, even though you didn't feel like it, and said, Whoo, I got a big one coming. I got a big one coming. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear blessings coming on me. And I'm looking for blessings. I'm looking for blessings. You know people get up looking for problems? Masses of people do. Christians, they get up going, well, what's it going to be today? <laughs> Can't be no worse than yesterday. <laughs> and then something happens. I go, well, what's next? <laughs> what is that? That's looking for a problem. I've had people in, in healing school I ministered to. And this one fellow, bless his heart. He came to me. He said, I've got, I got cancer. I said, you do? And he said, well, they can't find it. But I know I have it. Well, I said, no, you believe you have it. He said, no, I got it. I said, you don't have any proof that you have it. So you just have to be believing that you have it. He said, well, I know I do. And, and they were so serious. I said to him down. I looked at him and now I said, if you don't quit looking for it, you'll find it. He said, well, I, I know I do. 
And he went to doctor after doctor year after year. They ran every test. They did everything. Couldn't find a thing. But he wouldn't quit. He said, I don't care. They're all wrong. I know I do. And he kept looking year after year. And what do you think? He found, they found it. Eventually, after years. And he, and he all, you know, cocky and said, well, see there, I told you. Not realizing Seek, and you shall find. It's a spiritual law. It's a principle. No, expect healing. Even when symptoms are staring you in the face, go, no, I'm looking for healing. You will hear some pain showed up. Well, no, I'm looking for the healing, though. Healing's behind it. Where's the healing? Come on, healing. I know you're in there. Come on. But we searched and did all kind of tests and couldn't find the healing. It's there. I'm looking for the healing. Amen. And I'm going to keep on looking for the healing. I believe I've received it in here, but I'm looking for it to manifest here. I'm expecting to feel it and see it. Expecting the money to come. Expecting the bills to be paid. What's going to happen next? You ever heard that? Don't, Don't testify that you said it now, but... What what else? What's next? Well, you're looking for it. And so, have you ever seen somebody something bad happen and they punch you? I told you. I told you. Act so proud that they were able to prophesy a problem, not realizing that they are legally opening the door for the enemy to bring it to pass. Fear works for the enemy like faith does for God. He said, I just got through looking. This is the second time. I didn't see a thing, man of God. Hey, in a cloud within 100 miles of here. He said, you look at me. Go out there and look again. This time look good. I just look. Go look again. Third time. He comes back and says, nothing. Zilch. Zippo. Nada. Net. Nothing. He said, go look again. <laughs> Four times. He comes back and says, Nothing, no clouds, no rain. He said, go look again. (laughs) Now, the reason why I'm going over this is slowly. Can you sense the spirit of faith? The tenacity, the persistence. Hmm? Won't be moved off of it by anything it sees or hears or feels. He says, no, uh -uh, no, no, I've prayed about this. I've sown my seed. I believed I received Amen? Amen. So now I'm looking for it. What does that mean? I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it to show up on my door. I'm expecting to feel it. I'm expecting to see the changes in my body. He went again, number five, number six, number six, went seven times. And he came back the seventh time and said, well, there's a little bitty cloud way out there. You can't hardly, it looks like about the size of a man's hand. And the man of God got up. And he said, you better run, go tell Ahab to hitch his horses up. And I mean, get out of town if he don't want to get washed out. And it came to pass, verse 45, that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the man of God got so stirred up and the power of God about this blessing and rain coming to pass. The hand of the Lord, the Holy Ghost, the anointing fell on him. And he took off a running and passed Ahab's horse. 
We're not talking about a sprint of a hundred yards from one plate, one town to the next. All the way to Jezreel, he girded up his loins and the Holy Ghost came on him and he ran and passed the horse. (laughs) Running in the Holy Ghost. Glory. That kind of thing happens when you won't give up. When you won't quit. When you won't quit looking for the thing you know God has for you. And you don't quit looking till your heart's completely satisfied. Then you'll see the gusher come. Then you'll see the big blessing rain come. You'll get so excited you'll run in the Holy Ghost too. How many looking for something? Huh? What are you looking for? If I asked you specifically, could you tell me? Or just, well, you know, just what? No, no. Are you believing for something specifically? Are you looking for it? We've prayed. We've claimed some things. We've claimed some really good jobs in here. We've claimed some increases in pay. We've claimed some chunks. We've claimed some new cars. Amen. We've claimed some houses. Some places to live and stay. Hmm? Are you looking for it? You got to look for it when you, you've just seen problem after problem and no favor and nothing seemed to work. You still got to get up and if you have to, take some toothpicks and prop up the corners of your mouth <laughs> and go, good things are happening to me. I'm telling you, I'm looking for a big blessing today. It's coming my way. It's heading toward me. I'm looking for it and I'm going to keep looking till I see it. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. Go back to Hebrews 11. I didn't intend to say all that, but it's a, it's a fact. Faith looks for the fulfillment of God's word. Looks for it. How many have some experience in this area? You, you kept looking for something and you found it. Yeah. Amen? amen? Seek and you shall find. Knock, and it'll be open. Ask, it'll be given. Keep looking, you'll see it. In Hebrews 11, he's talking about this city. He was looking for a city. And his whole life, he kept looking for it. Nothing he saw satisfied him. In verse 10, he looked for a city. Which has foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. How many think he knows more about that now. Than he did when he was on the earth here. He was looking for it. Every city he'd come to he'd say. Well that's nice. But that's not what I'm looking for. And he lived in tents. He was super rich. But he didn't own any houses. Didn't own any land. He just kept moving around. Looking. Everybody say looking. Looking. Kept looking. He looked at the greatest cities of the day and the greatest palaces and he said, that's great. That ain't it. That's not it. He didn't realize the one he was looking for was the one God was building. Amen. 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 And now he's in the middle of it. Knows all about it. And there's some things we look for we do find down here. But then some of them, you, the ultimate fulfillment is, is just outside this life. But don't despair about that. That's not long. If you live to be over 100, it's like a vapor. It's here and it's gone. Next thing you know, 
you'll be seeing what you've been looking for for decades. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we shouldn't despair over loved ones that have gone home to be with the Lord before we have. They found what they were looking for. We're still looking for some of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This passage said, talking about all these prior to this, this verse, they died in faith. How many know that is the way to die? You live in faith. And you die in faith. That takes the fear and the sting out of death. You and I don't have to fear dying. Do we? Do you know you're saved? Then what happens when you die? Slip out of your body. Go to be with Jesus. And then you really see some stuff. (laughs) See what you've been looking for. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. Now listen, they were persuaded of them. That's faith, persuaded. They embraced them and they confessed them. Hallelujah. They that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Verse 16, they desire a better country, a heavenly country. So God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't despair if your heart's not satisfied. He satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry heart. If you've laid in the bed and cried... And you've said, I'm, I'm unfulfilled. I, I, I don't have what I'm looking for. Doubt despairs. And it hinders God from bringing you into what you're looking for. You've got to stop your crying. You've got to stop your feeling sorry for yourself. It hinders God in your life. Faith wouldn't do that. And partly in ignorance people have done this. Feeling sorry for themselves. Well, my marriage is not what it's supposed to be. And putting all the blame on the other party that they're supposed to be fulfilling you and making you happy. That is absolutely not true. You're complete in Him. In Christ. If you'll be fulfilled in Him and they're fulfilled in Him, you won't be pulling on each other all the time. Trying to get somebody to make you happy. There is no person, human person on the earth, that can completely make you happy every moment of every day. Doesn't exist. But Jesus can. But you must stop despairing. People, you know, the things they don't tell, even their friends, even their closest, even their spouse. But they'll pray and cry and get off in the nighttime and get in a corner somewhere, go to another place. And they're not, they're not happy. They're not satisfied. They're not fulfilled in some way. If you're missing something inside, deep calls to deep. If you feel like there's more, that means there is more. If there wasn't more, 
there'd be nothing inside of you calling out for more. If something inside you is calling out for it, that means there's something there to answer it. Has to be. It's what it means, deep calls to deep. But the answer for you finding it and coming into it is, as in all things, faith. Are you listening, friends? This is more significant than you might think. Must stop crying about it. Must stop despairing about it. Must stop feeling sorry for yourself. Well, my life is passing me by and and I don't have this and I don't have that and I need this and I need that and nobody gives me this. That is gross unbelief. And it hinders God. It actually irritates Him. Now here's what you got to do and I want you to start tonight. (laughs) And as much crying as you've done, I want you to do this that much and even more. No crying. But coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, I know you made me. And you are the fulfiller of every desire of my heart. And I know you are more than enough to fill me, to complete and overflowing. And I say the blessing is coming to me. All that I need, all that I want, all my place is coming. You're bringing it to me. You're bringing uh, me to it. And I will be perfect and whole and complete. Nothing wanting, nothing lacking, nothing missing. Wanting nothing. Got to start talking faith. And then in positive joy looking for it then the next day you get up and go hey fulfillment's coming to my life God's going to teach me he's going to show me what's missing and what to do and what needs to change you get in faith about it if you're in faith you're not depressed there's no reason to be depressed being depressed is being disobedient did you hear me now I've gone for years and years and years and not been depressed one day. I don't believe it. Well, it's tough. It's a fact. You ever seen me depressed in here? No. Thoughts come. Feelings come. I choose not to yield to them. Amen. I've seen it too many times. The Lord's come through for me again and again and again when I needed something in the ministry or, or something was missing and, and you won't, you wish you had it last week. But I've learned just cool your jets and just begin to thank God and say, hey, it's going to be fine. It's coming and get to looking for it. Get excited because I know it's coming. Now I'm in faith. Now God can do it for me. It's true whether it's money, whether it's health, whether it's something for your mind, your soul, a spouse, a change in your marriage, your kids. I don't care what it is that's been getting you down. Here's what you got to do. Quit crying. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Quit moping. Quit begging and calling it prayer. And begin to look for the answer. Look for the answer. And if you don't see it, what do you do? Look again. What if you don't see it in a week? Look again. What if you don't see it in a month? Just keep, look again. Look again. And how many know God is faithful? He is faithful. Next thing you know, here come the big clouds. Here's the sound of the abundance of rain. Here's that big 
big blessing. That overflow that you've been needing and your soul is so full and you're so ecstatic, you take off and outrun the king's horse. (laughs) You wind up perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Glory to God. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.